Hi everybody, episode 8, The Ocho, is now on. Thank you everybody who has supported my podcast and is listening to it. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you're missing out. So tonight, I was going to talk about religion because I had to go to a church meeting for my son because he's going to get his first communion. And they set out a flyer and they said, hey, you guys got to come out, we want to just meet you and, you know, give you some tools on how to keep your kid in the faith. So, I get there, and then they, I get there, and the church is not as antiquated as it used to be. They have social media, they have, uh, what's it called? Microphones and video screens. I was like, wow, multimedia in the church. What have we had, what, what, what do we have now? Nothing new. If you ever see Joel Olstein, you know he has that too. But anyway, there were the main topic was it how how to keep your kids in the faith and how to make everybody how to be good Catholics and what does a good Catholic mean? Sorry, a good Catholic Christian mean. And I am an atheist. I became an atheist the minute that I started reading and thinking for myself at a very young age. I accepted religion when I was younger and I was raised Catholic, but just the way that people and my mom just looked at religion, I just couldn't, it was too much for me. Like, they're like true believers and I'm like, I have questions. And, you know, in most religions you're taught not to ask questions. It's just believe the faith how it is and that's how life is going to be and don't ask too many questions. And I'm not that type of person. I'm a motherfucker that'll be like, is that? You said that's hot, right? Let me see if it's hot. Okay, it's hot. I have to touch it. I am the Doubting Thomas. And if you don't know what that is, Google the Doubt- Doubting Thomas. The beautiful painting by Vernier made in Flanders in the 1800s, maybe. But when you see that, you'll understand who I am. <laughs> the Doubting Thomas. A portrait by Vernier. See, I'm educated. I'm smart. Anyway. So I'm sitting there with my uh, atheist mentality and I'm like, you're asking me, I understand that you want to keep people in the faith, right? But I have so many questions like, so what are you guys doing about all the kid touchers and all the child abuse that's going on? You guys are going to sweep them under the rug. I'm like, okay, what else do you expect from me? And it was just very interesting. Um, they have a faith coordinator. I think a lot of churches are having that. And I think it's a way to keep people in religion because a lot of religions are losing it. And don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-religion. I just question it. And if people want to believe in God and faith and religion, whether it be Muslims, Jewish, Christians, Indian, uh, you know, Buddha, I don't care. As long as you do good. But don't pour, don't paint religion and God and all these people to be good and there's no bad in it because a lot of people do a lot of bad shit under the name of God um, a lot of people, a lot of killers kill under the name of God or someone guide them I mean look look at the, the beginning of religion the crusades, the iconoclasm Martin Luther look at some look at uh, Muslim countries, they kill each other over religious sex so when people talk to me about religion, it always frustrates me because they always talk about, oh, this is good and this is good. And the minute I say something bad about it, they're like, oh, that's not true. That, that that never happened. God is good. God is good. You know what? God could be good. Doesn't mean that people are not good or are not bad. You know, where was God on 9-11? You know, where was, 
Where was God when my dad died? Where was God when this happened? When was God... Where was God when... What happened to Christy... Blassie Ford happened? I mean, a lot of people get hurt every day and bad things happen to them. Where's God then? You know, and then then they'll be like, well, it's predestined or it's free will... Or it's free will and then there's predestined. I'm like, you know, you can't you can't have it both ways. And not all not everything is mutually exclusive. You know, good doesn't exist without evil. Evil does not exist without good. I mean, how do you know which is which? So if the other one does not exist, correct? So it's just interesting just sitting there hearing him talk. And he wasn't very he wasn't a very good speaker. He wasn't a very coordinated man. I mean, like for what if you're the if you're the faith coordinator, I expect you to just have a little bit more enthusiasm and just besides reading from notes. It's hard for me to believe what you're thinking or what you're saying when you have to look at your notes. I mean, I when I do my podcast, I have no notes. I have nothing. I speak from my heart, whether it's something you want to hear or it's, or it's something bad or good. It's from my heart. It's how I feel. It's it's my passion. It's my anger. It's my love. It's my hate. I don't have to read it from a paper. The minute I have to read something from a paper when I'm trying to convince you into something, I've lost. Because that means I'm not prepared. That means I don't believe in what I'm saying to you. At least that's my view of it. Like, you know, you know who's a good orator, if you want to call it that? Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein, I've I've listened to his sermons a couple times. I'm not a big Joel Olstein fan, but I just just want to see how he talks to people. He is very charismatic. He can paint you a story just with his words. You know? Do I think Joel Osteen is a good person? Oh, maybe. Do I think he's a bad person? Sometimes. I mean, like when the hurricanes and the, you know, like the tornadoes were happening in uh, Houston, Texas, his church is humongous. It's like a football field. It's like a football stadium. He didn't let anybody in because he didn't want anybody to mess it up. This guy preaching religion and help your neighbor and be a good person and and pay it forward didn't want to open his church up to anybody that needed help because he didn't want them to mess it up and then he like covered it up so that's bullshit to me complete utter bullshit how how can you tell me that you're a good person and you believe in helping others and then the minute you get your chance which that was your big chance I don't want anybody in my church because I don't want to mess it up. Really? Really? You know, that's the thing that... That's the rub for me. Like, think Jimmy Swagger. Like, he's talking about, don't be an adulterer and don't do this and don't do that. And he had a... He had a mistress. For all you young listeners, Google it up. TV evangelists of the 1990s and he'll probably come up Jim Baker and his wife Tammy Baker they had like this what was it Preacherville or they had some they were going to have some like compound and you could buy property there it never happened they stole all the money and now I think she passed away and you know who Tammy Baker is because she used to wear tons of makeup and now Jim Baker's still alive and he's like on a podcast or he's doing like some CCTV thing and he's selling holy buckets and these buckets go for $30 and that's when like the rapture comes and you know you it's like freeze dried food so you can survive the holocaust or or whatever is going to happen you know with like the rapture so it's just <laughs> it's funny to me like all these people like push and push and push religion and then 
have like shady pasts. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a saint, but I'm not pushing my views or my religion or how I feel or how I not feel into other people. You know, uh, the biggest thing for me is when you're telling me that you're a good person and on the back end, you're doing something, um, that's shady when you're preaching to me how to be a good man and how to be a good person and a good husband and a good brother and a good neighbor. And then you're doing none of that shit. What the fuck do you, what do you fucking think? I'm, you think I'm stupid? Like I, you know, and I might be jaded because, you know, I, like I said, like I was asked question when my dad passed away, when he was assassinated, where the fuck was God then? Huh? 9-11. How many good people, how many night people that didn't do anything die? Where was he then? Exactly. You know, same thing with Allah and Buddha and all these other people. Like, they're martyrs. But I'm not going to martyr for any religion. It's just not who I am. And I'm not saying religion isn't bad, isn't good. I mean, there's a lot of good things that happen from religion, you know. You build communities. Mormons. (laughs) Uh, You know, you build communities. You're part of a community. You help people. But don't act like everything's 100% and the world does not exist and bad does not exist. You, can, you can't do that. You have to be realistic. Um, look, how many, look how much stunks. Look how many Muslim. Look, look when people talk about extreme Muslim jihadists. Like they use religion as they weaponize it. You know, the kings of the past weaponized religion. What do you think the crusades were? You know, like I was. I was talking to my friend earlier. I said, hey, back in the day, if we were talking about religion, and say I wanted your house, and I wanted your property, and you pissed me off, i just go to the church and say, hey, uh, Father, I, I saw this guy cre- uh, doing something heresy. It could be whatever. Heresy, is, like, it's a big umbrella. It means you did something bad. And then pay them, purchase a little bit of money, and then they would go to your house and then commit you for the crime of heresy. Take you away. You were tried, judged, and hung by one person. And that was it. No questions asked. You went against the church. You went against God. You're done. So now I got your property. I got your wife. I got whatever I wanted because I just said, I just did these little things. So it's incredible about how people like to show you religious or religion, but they don't want to talk about the bad. It does not exist. It does not compute into their minds that people are going to have questions. If I if I was very religious, which I'm not, but I've studied religion, I'd be like, "Hey, I'm a pastor. I'm a priest. This is this. This is this. I want you to interpret it the way you want to interpret it. But feel free to question me. Feel free to question yourself. Find your answers." And most people I've talked to haven't done that. I remember one time I asked this priest because this girl I was dating, I was really young, she wanted me to go see a priest for some reason. I said, "Fine, I'll go do it." And I asked the priest. Hey, what did my dad die? Like, he didn't do anything. He was a good man. And, you know, was he a good man? Yes. Was he 100% good? No. And he goes, well, that's because he's a sinner. And we're all sinners. And I said, what about a baby? A baby's a sinner too. So, you're telling me to procreate. But if I procreate, I'm a sinner. And then the child I have is a sinner. Which, in turn, is stupid. So, when I asked him that, I said, so you're saying my dad was a sinner, so he had to die? Yes. In turn, that was the problem. And I thought that was the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. It's ludicrous. Anyway, um, I am just fascinated 
by religion and the way people like to proclaim it. Look, if if religion does something good for you, it makes you feel good, and it does. I'm not gonna lie to you. I listen, I listen, listening to Joel Osteen a couple times. Man, like ten percent of me is like, wow, that's amazing. I love that. I wish, you know, I I I can fall for it and I can like believe it. Am I saying it's bad? No, but. It's just hard for me to swallow. And you know what? I'm an atheist. And if you read about atheism, atheism, back in the day, atheists were religious. They were Christians. They were like high Christians. But they were more progressive. They, you know, they they believed in women being equals and they had sex and they were married and this and this and that. And the church did not like that. So they made a deal with other like religious factions to get rid of them. So they killed them. They put them in jail. They pretty much erased them from the world record because they didn't want anybody to know that that was possible. That would change the whole religious aspect. And if you don't believe me, Google atheism on the History Channel and they talk about it. And then they also talk about it in a couple of history books about religion. Very interesting. And you know, like when I was younger, when I see like when I when people talk about slaves, right? Slaves were, were forced to learn Christian or Baptist or church, right? They had to go to religious religion to control them for nothing other else. They already had their own religion. But, you know, the good Baptist, the good Christian in the South who had slaves, I'm like, how, how do you, how do you call yourself a good person? A good, how do you call religion good when you just do it to control people like slaves? So I have all those questions, all those things in my head, like floating around, but I just wanted to let you guys know how I feel about church. Um, it's not a pro or a con, it's just my view of it. So, let me know what you think. You can always email me, mindfulnesspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can leave me a voicemail, you can leave me a, a phone number because there is a phone number at the end of the text. So glad that you got to hear from me. I will have two new episodes coming up. I'll have one of my good friends that used to work in the the nightclub industry. And then I'm, 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 I'm going to have another one of my friends. She wants to talk about Kavanaugh and a couple of things that happened to her. So we'll have some good things coming up. All right. I hope you enjoyed my religious rant. Talk to you soon.